Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast that is today about something that did happen here and absolutely sucked. And uh, with me to talk about the Atlanta shooting is Garrison. Hello. Hi. Not happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this is not a we're not talking about a current event. This happened like, what was it, last year? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Had, if, if, in case someone's listening and wondering if there was another one. No, we're, no, this we're, is, we're this specifically is talking last... about... Actually, there there have been a couple of shootings in Atlanta since then. Yeah, ob- but, obviously there. Ha- yes, yeah, but we're talking like the specific shootings, thing but, we're, we're talking about yeah. is is uh is uh from from last year and and ties into many of the topics we discuss on yep. the show. Yep. On March sixteenth, two thousand twenty-one, Robert Aaron Long, a regular at Young's Asian Massage, refused to tip after getting a massage. Xiao Jietan, the spa's owner, confronted him about the tip. Long simply walked away. He got dressed, went to the bathroom, pulled out his gun, and started shooting, leaving Xiao Jietan dying on the floor. Driving from spa to spa, Long shot nine people and killed eight. The lone wounded survivor, Alicia Hernandez-Ortiz, got on his knees and begged Long not to shoot. Long shot him anyways. 
there's a, there's a, there's a tendency when confronted with true horror to retreat into abstraction as if the abstract is shelter from the violence of the storm. I intend, if briefly, to do it myself. But there is no safety there, only the same violence repeated again and again and again, in a thousand ways, with a thousand names, wearing a thousand faces. Because this is hell, and we live in it. So, on, on to the abstract. There, there's a concept in Marxism called Traeger. Um, it, it's a German word, it's usually translated as bearer, in the sense of an individual capitalist being the bearer of capitalist social relations. They enact this relation by, you know, turning capital into more capital, which is what makes them a capitalist. Uh, there is, you know, literally endless debate over what this actually means. Most of it is pointless. And the meeting is contested enough that I'm going to abuse it a bit further and argue that a person can become a bearer of historical forces larger than themselves. Robert Aaron Long was the bearer of a great number of historical forces. He bore the violence of capitalism, of misogyny, of racism, of horophobia, of whiteness, of Christianity itself. And he unleashed it into the world. It's just like the idea of like invoking, right? D drawing on these external ideas into yourself and then becoming them for like a brief period of time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's slightly different in that with bearing, it's it's not so much that that you're briefly invoking them; it's that you're you're constantly a part of the relation. So the the, the, okay. the relation defines you, and it it it, and you you sort of you constantly enact it by the things that you do, and in, in, so in doing so, like you make the relation real. It's more of like an ever present thing that is. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah. It's something that just sort of structures how the society works right like we're all sort of like enacting the wage relation right every time we like yeah, do yeah. it like you know like doing this right now by doing our are, jobs yes yeah we are we are enacting the wage relation okay got it yeah and uh, you know I, th I think i think a lot of people after the shooting were left asking you know why and you know, we, we can name social and historical forces we can talk about sort of anti-asian violence and racism and horophobia but what does it actually mean? And, you know, what what are the forces that long unleashed into this world? What do they look like? And I think I think we have we have a good example of this from right after Long was arrested. Uh, police Captain Jay Baker of the Cherokee Sheriff's Department uh, said this to reporters at a press conference. This is about uh, Long and the shooting. He was pretty much fed up and at the end of his rope, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. He apparently has an issue, what he considers a sex addiction, and he sees these locations as something that allow him to go to these places, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. Now, yeah, th there, there is a lot going on in, 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 in those, like, two sentences. Um, also, you know... Ch Cherokee Sheriff's Department. Oh yeah, there is, there is so much going like right. There's yeah, so many, so many, so many layers to this. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, one of the things that we're going to go more into next episode is that like this, this is where I, uh, uh, what's his name? Th this is where the guy who just like drew a random line on a map that he found from like that he pulled out of his like National Geographic thing who divided Korea in half. Like this is where he's from. Okay. Uh, there's this is yeah. There is a there is a lot of historical violence in this very specific part of Georgia that is, that is all coming together here. And oh yeah, uh, his school is also super racist. Like there's they they had a mascot that was like doing all oh, the racist sure. stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. 
Yeah. And, you know, and before we go any further, it's worth mentioning that, like, almost immediately after uh, the, 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 the honorable police captain gave that press conference, uh, a bunch of people on the Internet found out that Baker had posted, a, like, a shirt that said uh, COVID-19 impo- imported virus from China. I, 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 I remember this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, the sheriff was uh, uh, pretty, pretty racist himself. And, yeah. Uh, a part of many many anti-Asian tropes relating to conspiracy theories. Yeah, this is, you know, this, this, is, this is classic 2020s, like, anti-Asian rhetoric. It's, you know, it's stuff that's led directly to hundreds of attacks on Asian Americans since the start of the pandemic. And, you know, the racist onslaught driven by every sector of American society. Now, pe- people immediately start speculating that uh, Jay Baker had collaborated with Long to cover up the racial, like, motivation for his violence. And... Okay, I, I think there's some truth to this. Uh, the cops have been collaborating with Long and his family in various ways. I'm going to read a part of an article in Vanity Fair written by the journalist Mei Jong called How the Atlanta Spa Shooting, the Victims, the Survivors, Tell a Story of America, which is, it's, it's, this is one of the best things that anyone's written about the shooting so far. I'm going to read a little bit of it because it's, oh boy. I rang the bell at the family home. No one answered. Before I could decide what to do, a police cruiser showed up. An officer who introduced himself as Sergeant Clement explained that the neighbors, multiple people, had called to report suspicious activity. The one good thing about Cherokee County, he told me, is that we look out for each other. It's like how it used to be in the 70s. I asked Clement what specifically the neighbors were worried about. To be honest, he said, what they are worried about is they are afraid of revenge. What is the context for the, like, revenge line? Yeah, I mean, it was basically just they—they they were really like, they were terrified that like Asian people were going to show up like to this community and take revenge for the shooting. They thought they were like attack like the church or something. Well, no, like like they thought they were gonna like show up to like the family's house and like attack the neighborhood. Ah, when, yeah. When is when when has that ever happened? Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I mean, and, you know, and, and you can like. What what this demonstrates a is just the kind of community you're dealing with here, and b also like you just you have very obvious close connection between the cops and like Long's family at this point. Yeah, and I mean in terms of like the covering up, the the covering up of like the anti Asian violence part of it. Honestly, I don't even know how intentional that would be because I don't think he even recognizes that as racism. I, I I'm not sure how much the cops recognize that as a super big part since that they are already uh pretty pretty racist against against well, I uh, mean, asian people okay like, like I, I i don't even know how much they recognize that as being like a thing that isn't normal yeah but i but i think also like i don't know it the 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 explicitness to which particularly baker is being racist like makes me suspect that he do, that he he would have been able to figure it out because he's like like you have to go out of your way to like have a shirt that says like COVID imported from China, like yeah, but uh, I, mean, I don't I, think that he would consider that racist, right? Like it's so it's so racist that, but but he can't even consider that. He just think it's just like normal, right? Like he that's possible. Yeah, I, I can see right? that. Like so, like in, in terms of like them trying to cover up any kind of anti Asian um stuff leading towards the shooting, they may not see that as like as anything to be covered up because they think that's just normal. So they're not going to like even focus on it because they're like, yeah, I mean, obviously, 
right? Like, yeah, it's, I, it's I can just, buy that. We're so far down the rabbit hole that yeah. it's hard to even like recognize it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Spitball. No, it, 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 it of, makes it makes sense. Of consciousness. And I, I think also the, the other thing that's going on here that that's, I think the other part of why they wouldn't have recognized it if they didn't is that like, okay, so like like most people see this and they're you know they, they kind of like analytically they kind of throw up their hands and they're like, well, this is anti Asian violence. They talk about like the stuff, the particular dangers faced by like Asian women and sex workers, and they just sort of call it a day. Their analysis sort of like stops there. And like, they're right. Like th- this is anti-Asian violence. The violence is primarily inflicted on women and it particularly on sex workers or, and, and this is also very important, uh, people who are perceived as sex workers, no matter what they actually do. Yep. And yeah, like it's gotten worse since the pandemic, but there's a very, very specific kind of violence that Long is doing here. It is, it, and it, it's not it's related to, but not identical to the, the sort of post COVID stuff. And I think people really like did a disservice to what happened and did a disservice to help people understand it by not actually poking at it because this shooting is at its core an evangelical shooting. Like this is, this is, this is evangelical violence. This is Christian violence. And this is, this yeah. is purity culture. Yes, and you know, if, if if you want to understand what actually happened here, you have to actually you have to go back and you have to understand the Christianity angle, because it is critical. Now, East Asia's contact with Christianity in the last two hundred years has been, broadly speaking, extremely bleak. Uh, the conclusion of the first Opium War in eighteen forty-two, in which Britain forced China to buy opium to cover Britain's trade deficit with the country, and then Britain also stole Hong Kong. And then allowed, yeah, it also had the effect of allowing Christian missionaries into the country. And it, it is genuinely unclear which one of those acts has the highest body count. Uh, the, the product of the Christian missionaries' work was the Taiping Rebellion, in which the self-proclaimed brother of Jesus Christ waged a failed war against the ruling Qing dynasty that, like, even if, even if you use, like, the lower estimates of the body count, that war makes World War One look like a minor border skirmish. It is a just incredibly devastating war and you know the the product of this is there's there's famines there's also just a bunch of floods that happen at the same time and this sends an enormous number of immigrants and refugees fleeing from their homes looking for any way to survive and a lot of those people find their way to the u.s and they get imported by american capitalists who are you know looking for a new labor force to serve as like a racial racial buffer between right black workers after the, the civil war and the other thing is like it's really hard to get to the west coast in the 1800s like they don't have the Panama Canal, you have to go over land, and it sucks and it's hard. So they need a labor force that they can just get to the West Coast, and it's literally easier for people to come from China. And you know, and so they do. And it, it is a it is a brutal existence. Chinese workers are worked to death building the railroads, and they you know they, they struggle to carve out a life for themselves, and they do haltingly and sort of leaps and spurts. But they create communities, they build towns and temples and cultures in the beginning of a new society, and uh, that's when the white working class decides they want to exterminate them because this is a, this is a great country. Uh, yeah, white workers you know immediately start blaming Chinese workers for the low wages, and they use their workers' organizations to ethnically cleanse the West. the The result of this is a series of massacres that goes on literally for decades, stretching. Like into the night, like this, 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 these things start in like the eighteen seventies, and they're still going in like the nineteen, like like in the in the like the early nineteen hundreds, um, and and it's at this point where Christianity gets involved. Um, I, th- I think like most people who are listening to the show have probably heard at least in passing of the Chinese Exclusion Act, 
just the sort of like the great triumph of like the dark alliance of racists in the white working class. But I, w- what I think is less known about is the Page Act of 1875, which banned, quote, lewd and immoral women from entering the United States. And this is this is like this is directly targeted at Asian and Chinese women um, who were seen as a threat to the sort of racial and moral character of like the white Christian American nation because of like their supposed like inherent immorality demonstrated by the popular excuse me demonstrated by the popular image of all Chinese women as sex workers. And you know I, I think like looking back on this, this is extremely recognizable. This is literally just an anti-trafficking panic. Like this whole thing. It's just it's the, like this 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 is like this is like proto this is like proto Q shit, um, and you know and, and like it, it, like there there is there is legitimately like sex trafficking going on, but the existence of like like the fact that there is sex trafficking gets used as this sort of like political and racial image. It gets projected onto just like all Asian women who get portrayed as as trafficking victims, and you just simultaneously be like saved but then also expelled from the u.s to preserve both their and the u.s's purity and you know like the, the, this image of asian women has literally never changed you, you will find it today like to this day people find people using like the exact same racist projections like consciously or unconsciously to talk about asian immigrants and like particularly spa workers it's it's this like it's, it's this like incredibly toxic mix of like christian moralism sexism horophobia and racism and the racism element is really important because like Okay, well, this is going on. Like, prostitution is legal in California. Like, you could just do this. Like, there's there's no law against it. Um, you know, and so and so you'd think that like, oh, hey, there, you know, the, the sort of like Christian panic would just be targeted against brothels. But like, no, it's it's like very specifically against Asian women, and it's you know, this is because all of the sort of like the, the Christian fears about sex work is, you know, and and their horophobia is. And, and still is today incredibly deeply fused with this sort of like that this this like incredibly racist like concern over the purity of the race. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah, you know th- this this will sound familiar to anyone who's been like paying attention at all to any of the trafficking panics, any of the anti-trans stuff, any of just. I mean, interracial dating was only extremely recently allowed at all of like the biggest Christian universities. Yeah, <laughs> like like they have. <laughs> Like, they, uh, yeah, not a, it is, it's a, it's a thing. It's, uh, yeah. And it's, and and like the thing about it, it's, it's really, it's, it's really close to the surface, right? Even, even when they're not explicitly just saying it, like if you look, you spend about two seconds looking, it's like, oh, this is what's going on here, huh? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, so so th- th- that that's sort of that's sort of one side of of this uh, whole thing, right? Is you have this sort of like, you have this sort of like Christian like anti trafficking panic that that creates the, that like you know it creates this sort of image of what Asian women are. It has a lot of effects. But the other side of this coin is that there is a just incredible amount of sexual violence that America has inflicted on Asian women, like per- I mean, particularly through its wars, successive invasions of. The Philippines, China, Korea, and Vietnam saw American soldiers committing just untold and horrific sexual violence on Asian women, like, to to the extent that, like, the U.S. essentially just inherits Japan's, like, mass military rape system in Korea and just yep. runs it for itself. Like, there's and, this... Um, and all of, all of those things came home so massively. All the things that were normalized overseas just 
came right back when all the soldiers came back. Yep, yep. You know, yeah, <laughs> I think I was going to say next. Yeah, like the, the, the and, and this this has a like the. I don't know. I I think people get the relationship between pop culture depictions and uh, of you know racist depictions of people in pop culture and the actual culture backwards. Like they don't help and they spread it, but like you know the the like me love you long time shit from like Kubrick. Like that that doesn't come out of nowhere. That's not just Kubrick. Like that's that is that's something that was brought home by the American racists and you know like when when they got back and that stuff like. It's it's not just that like the stuff's being spread by media. It's that the media is being influenced by the people who did this stuff and then came home. It is the full circle thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even still now, there's such a such a degree of like Asian women being like an object to possess, even more so than like like it's like even more so than like regular women, which obviously under under like a lot of like patriarchal stuff in the states and you know overseas everywhere you know women are seen as objects to possess but specifically there's that is so much heightened for uh women of color and specifically like asian women um that that idea i mean you you see that everywhere for like the libertarian asian girlfriend trope you like you see this in media all the time um that like the asian wife is something you own yeah and it's it's a it's very extremely pervasive yeah, and, and I think the reason why is that, like, this image gets refreshed every time a generation comes home from a war in Asia. And, you know, that that's why, because the U.S. has been fighting wars in Asia, like, forever, I mean, basically since, like, we've been fighting wars in Asia since the late 1800s. And, you know, like, it, it, the, the violence of each subsequent generation just sort of refreshes this image of, like, Asian women as prostitutes whose bodies are supposed to just be, like, accessible to white men at all times. But th- th- this has a sort of th- – th- there's a kind of clash that happens here, too, because, like, on the one hand, you have this sort of, like, racial and sexual fetishization, and on the other hand, you have Christian horophobia. And this gives you this culture where, like, Asian women are at once seen as, like, hyper-desirable and hyper-available, but are also just, like, utterly despised for both. And this sort of like racist pathology, this 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 like this this sexual desire mixed with loathing, is at just the absolute core of of the Atlanta shooting. And as if to remind us of its origin, Long carries out his massacre on the fifty third anniversary of My Lie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER me 
Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melanin, Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And we're back. So I, I think we now have enough context to like go back to Long's initial description of why he carries out the attack, which is to self-describe sex addiction and his desire to, quote, eliminate temptation. Yeah, because, and, I mean, we cannot overstate the degree to which both the police, uh, the church, and the shooter himself framed this not as an anti-Asian thing, but as, like, uh, as, a, as, a, as something addressing his sex addiction. Um, that was the angle they talked about it. Now there's all of the anti-Asian stuff that is like right under the surface, which is like propping up so much of what's going on. But the, the thing that they were publicly talking about was this, uh, so-called sex addiction. Yeah. And, and I think this is, this is, you know, this is, this is a very important angle of this is we should actually talk about what that is. And to, because and to, to understand, cause he just, he's not like, okay. So like the, the sex addiction is, I think like actually sort of a thing. But I, that is a hotly debated. Topic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I look. I, I'm not a psychiatrist. Don't take advice from me. Uh, I think it's the slightly more legit of the two things that of the, of the two like fake syndrome things we're going to talk about here. But uh, this is not what's going on with him. And no, if you want to understand, a, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's going on with this? Uh, we need to go back to enemy of the show purity culture. Um, friend, long, of, friend of friend of the pod. Yeah, culture. I'm gonna say no. I I, ref, I refuse. You know, I I had I had friends in there a couple of times, and I was like, I refuse to call <laughs> this friend of the show. Damn it! Like I can't bring myself to do it. All right, Joshua Harris just unsubscribed. <laughs> so long, like by all accounts, is extremely religious. He's heavily involved in both his church and his high school. Like his high school, he goes to public high school, but his public high school has like Christian athletic groups. 
yeah, which is a fun thing that they let you do in public schools. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, so, you know, to, to, to get it, to get a, an understanding of like the kind of baptism we're dealing with here, uh, here's a line from the church's bylaws quote, we believe that any form of sexual immorality, such as adultery, fornication, homosexuality, bisexual conduct, bestiality, incest, polygamy, pedophilia, pornography, or any attempt to change one's sex or disagreement with one's biological sex is sinful and offensive to God. Yep. You know, and all of that's in the Bible. Yeah, they have. You, you can tell because they cite three passages, none of which say that. <laughs> well, I, okay, I know there is there is bestiality stuff. Yeah, in the bestiality Bible. is. Yeah, and I, think, is, I think incest is in there. Well, sort of. Some, I mean, they, there's they some keep doing it, stuff. but there, parts of the Bible are pro incest, parts of the Bible are anti incest. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah. The Bible has a real uh, a sticky relationship <laughs> with the topic of incest. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm sure they thoroughly cite all of their passages for. Yeah, it's great. When they talk about uh, when they talk about bisexual conduct. Yeah, it's yeah, well. I mean, you know, the 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 one that's great is the uh, attempting to change one's sex or disagreement with one's biological sex. A thing that uh, I, I'm guessing they're citing God created males and females, and males and females He created them. I, I don't I, actually I, think so because they're not. They didn't. Uh, I, I okay. I, I, yeah, this this is me well, being a I'm, coward and a fool. I'm just, I didn't. I'm just. I'm just speculating based on yeah, my experience I, <laughs> in these in these uh, types of types of groups. Yeah. So so speaking of these types of groups, so Long is like okay. So Long's church like expels him after the 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 after shooting. He does the murders? Yeah. But okay, it's interesting because like I'm I'm 99 sure they they violated their own bylaws because th- there's no way they could have done their expulsion. Uh, their actual expulsion protocol in that amount of time because they would have had to like send people to visit him in jail. See, I think you're overestimating the degree to which churches care about what their bylaws actually say. Well, I mean, it's the, what am I blanking on it? What's the thing? Matt, Matt 18. There's like the thing that churches have. That's like their expulsion protocol. And they like send someone to, okay, yeah, this, is, this, again, this is the thing think, I've run into. I, th- I, th- <laughs> I, think, I think you're, I think you're slightly overestimating how much people actually care about that. And yeah, how much it's all just a racket used to prop up the authority of the leaders and push people towards whatever political gains that the movement has. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, spe- spe- speaking of getting people to submit to authority and political gains the movement. Uh, yeah. So we've talked about purity culture on the show. We, we have like we have ad nauseum. Um, so we're not going to go into an enormous amount of detail about it here. The, the we very should, we should at least describe yeah. what it is. So the very, very, very short version is it's like it's an incredibly patriarchal, like evangelical Christian religious system in which like sex before marriage is seen as like an incredible sin. And there's just like, like focus on like the purity of the wife and like like a woman is these, essentially the property of her husband and the entire goal of her existence is to like bear and raise children. And... Yeah. So it was it was invented. Ba- it was the modern version. It was invented in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, strongly influenced by a book written by someone named Joshua Harris. It was called um, I Kissed a Dating Goodbye. Uh, the book promotes a pro courtship to marriage pipeline instead of dating. Dating dating will probably encourage you to have sex before marriage, which is, yeah. of course, bad. Um, and under under all of this, under like the actual, like you know, if you if you if you start digging into this, all the stuff it talks about in terms of like sexual purity, um, is about you know women are responsible for men's sexual like um 
sins, right? Like if 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 a man lusts for a woman, that's the woman's fault, not the yeah. man's fault, right? It's because the women must be presenting in a way that causes that to happen. Um, right. So women's women's bodies and clothes should be designed in a way so that it will not cause men to stumble. Um, and by stumble they mean get horny. Um and you know it's something that you know your your body's both this thing that should be pure but also you should be ashamed of it right because yep. it causes this sin uh women can't really have any sexual desire on their own women aren't going to really enjoy sex um it's it's specifically for men and it's for procreation um it's an an an, an intense value tied to the, your idea of like virginity and virginity extending out to like personal purity and spiritual purity like if you have sex before marriage you are like like unclean it's it's like it's like your it's like your chewed up gum like you like you would not pick up someone's like if you found some chewed up gum on the street you wouldn't put it back in your mouth right so that's the idea like if you if if you're not a virgin you are you are like chewed up gum like you are already used you're spent um so you have so you save save for marriage so that only your husband can chew up your gum and then after marriage, you're just stuck there forever, right? It's also yeah. like very, very, very anti-divorce. Yeah. Um, and there's really no difference. And like, there's they they don't really. <sighs> there's not much discussion around consent. Uh, oddly nope. enough, you know, <laughs> as you know, that may surprise you based on what I all just said. But no, <laughs> ob- like obviously they don't care about consent. Um, there's like they they view any they view sexual assault just as bad as consensual sex before marriage. They see them as the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's basically this, it's the same structures. They, they're both an equal sin. Uh, and I mean, that is, that is purity culture 101. We could, we could just do an entire episode on purity culture and we probably will. We could do, we could do a series on it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, yeah. I, th- I think the other thing, important thing about it is that like, th- this is basically like, in, in terms of their sort of being like, a like, I, I don't know if you call it a counterculture, but they're sort of being like a, a, a an evangelical cultural machine. Like it's this. Like this is yeah. this is what they're pushing as like as like their mass movement for for youth, especially in the nineties and two thousands. We have we have stuff like purity rings, which is yep, like a, yep. you know when you, when you're a teen, you'll get these like oh, objects or jewelry, which are like <sighs> like almost like magical items you put on to like show that I am going to keep myself pure, and by doing this by doing this action, it's symbolizing that and therefore internalizing it. There's also um, uh, purity balls, which is not <laughs> what uh, you'll. So when yeah. when you use the word purity ball, certain things will come to mind, right? Um, unfortunately, they're not as fun as what as what you are thinking. Um, a purity ball is just like a, a formal dance event, you know, like a ball that you put on, um, which is meant to. Uh, it's, it's a it's a meant to. Uh, usually, it's a uh, like fathers take their daughters there, and then their daughters swear to make a virginity pledge. Um, to protect their purity of mind, body, and spirit, um, so that they will not then infect, you know, boys, uh, and cause them to stumble and and commit the sin of lust. Which again uh, is an incredibly weird thing to do at a ball. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's, it's so weird. Well, like, also, yeah, it's yeah, most most yeah, it's I we I think. <laughs> I think we've got into enough about yeah about this I, specific I, sort of thing. 
I think the the the, the last thing I will well, okay there, there there is one more thing that we're gonna, we're gonna talk okay. about a bit at length. But for- I so b- before that I I do want to point out that Joshua Harris who like is is in a lot of ways responsible like single handedly responsible yeah. for an enormous amount of this. Uh, she is Japanese and uh, yeah fucking thanks for that one buddy great job good shit man like he also good uh, job. In 2019, he announced that uh, he and his wife were divorcing. Yeah, so uh, you know, <sighs> and 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 now and now no longer considers himself like the type of Christian he was before. I, I'm, yeah. I'm unclear what his actual spiritual beliefs are at the moment. But he did he did try to distance himself from his uh, from yeah from, from what stuff. I've read. Like it's unclear that he knows. So oh he yeah. he knows. He I knows. he he definitely knows. I can I can I can. I can uh, guarantee that he's he, he seems to be running. He has a new grift now. It sucks. Uh, they yeah, they always get bad. new grifts, but, but yeah, yes, actually, we, we will. Yeah, we will get into the new grift industry in a second. Um, but yeah, what, what one of the other things that's that's a big part of this is a like a deep and abiding hatred of porn. Like to oh, the yeah, extent I mean, all of it, this is, is yeah. yeah. I mean, like as you said, and like in the list of bylaws, watching porn again is the same as sexual assault. Yeah, like this, uh, this is, a, is, this is a huge. It's sin. morally the same level of sin. Yeah, and and like you know, I mean, and and, and you, you can read that both ways as how seriously they take watching porn and how not seriously they take sexual assault because it does both, go it does go yeah, both ways. Yeah, um, and th- this this thing, the fact that, that this is this is like considered a sin is the apotheosis. Like, well, the apotheosis of this is is porn addiction, which again, like, not really dubious, real dubious existence. This is this is this is even more dubious than sex than uh, sex addiction. Like, there's no there. This is this is like this is just fake. Um, but there's an entire culture that's that's a, like developed around stopping men from seeing porn. These like there's like these incredibly elaborate accountability setups where like yep. there's like apps you install on your stuff like. There's ways to alter your IP address to block yeah. certain sites. Yeah, R- Robert Aaron Long, the shooter, like he he uses a flip phone instead of a smartphone because uh, he thinks having a phone will like lead into temptation. Uh-huh. Um, now, Long, yeah, and it's, the, the product of this is that there's like there's like this entire industry that is built up around uh, quote unquote treating the porn addiction. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all bullshit. Uh, but Long had spent had twice been in one of these facilities called hope quest now hope quest is an affiliate of our old friends at focus and the family but uh that that's not actually the part i want to talk about because what's more interesting about hope quest is that it's founded by roy a blankenship a former ex-gay who left both hope quest and the ex-gay community to live with his husband now now this what a what a what what a what a funny pattern we keep finding ourselves here yeah, now, now I think I think my, my dear listeners, if, if you were if you were not as as cursed as 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 we are as we are, yes, and, and you don't know what an ex gay is, um, okay. ex gays were they were this movement of like evangelical gays who claimed that like this this is the thing that starts in like the nineties and two thousands. Uh, they they claimed that like they'd gone to conversion therapy and it made them not gay and it anymore. Works. Yeah, yeah, and and this and you know and in part part partially what's going on here is they claim that it's that like they 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 did it voluntarily because like involuntarily. Doing conversion therapy had gotten to a point where it was like bad PR wise because Jesus Christ, you were like uh-huh. torturing children, and they're still torturing children, but but this time they're like, no, it's voluntary. This is like their big, this is the right's big cultural campaign against the gay rights movement in nineties and two thousands. And yeah. uh, like I, I would say this, like it's it's not exactly the same thing as the way they use detransitioners, but like there's a lot of it's very similar. And of course, this. obviously, that we now have the XX gay movement. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and you know, and and to <sighs> to uh, like so okay, so like the the, the X gay movement falls apart 
at, in in like the late 2000s and early 2010s because like it doesn't work all, like they're still gay all the leaders Everyone, people were, are still gay all the leaders yeah. were initially gay said they were ex-gay and then kept having gay sex because that rules yeah um yeah and, so and, they and, all kind of realized maybe we should stop doing this thing that keeps killing kids yeah and, and, and so. Bl- blake and blankenship to his credit like he, he'd been a big person doing this and then he was just like like one of his friends like commit suicide and he's like oh shit and yep. so, like, he stops, and he like he denounces conversion therapy, and he's now pro queer. So, so many of the focus on the family people who were involved in like Love One Out, all of these ex gay programs, so many of them then renounced it, accepted their their gayness, and then moved to Portland, fucking Oregon. Yeah, so many of them did now, this. Now, th- if, there if, are exceptions want... to this, though. Like, and okay, th- this right. this is what's interesting about this. So, okay, so so I uh, while he was sort of figuring this out, Blankenship had had like, founded Hope Quest, right? And so he leaves, but the people who are running it now, like, are ex-gays who, they're, like, the only ex-gays left who didn't renounce it, and who, like, still claim to be ex I mean, they, they, they've they taken their stuff about how, like, homosexuality should be, like, dealt with by same, by having, by marrying a woman and just not acting on it or whatever, like, they, 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 they took that stuff out of their bios, but they, they apparently they still believe it, like, like, they've, they've, ne- they've never, these people have never publicly come out against it, and... You know, but what essentially happened was that like enough of enough of the ex gays like that the thing collapsed enough that like they had to find a new, they had to find a new thing to do and the new thing they, they they found to do was they went and they went into the porn addiction uh, treatment industry. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, also if if, yeah. if if you want more background on like the ex gay thing, you can listen to the, my my two parter on focus on the family and James yeah. Dobson for behind yeah. the bastards. Also for our week on the war on trans people, we discuss some of the same stuff. Yeah. For uh, the first episode, which is uh, the evangelical um, gay marriage um, like thing, that <laughs> so yeah, we, we we have we 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 do have, we do have some like produced scripted stuff on these topics. If you want more background on them, yeah. Unfortunately, this is a, this is a story where there's like every single thread you've ever done suddenly is is coming together in one moment of horrific violence. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is where Long, like, winds up for his, like, treatments for, like, porn and sex addictions, which I cannot emphasize enough. This is literally, what he's talking about is literally that he watches porn. Like, like that, that's what porn and sex addiction, like, means. And because none of this is real, the treatments, like, don't work. Because, again, it's all fake. I, I do Long, also say uh, Hope Quest is, uh, operates out of Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. But, you know, so so... So he, he so he he goes into treatment twice, and he's, he has, he stays at like Maverick, which is this like recovery center, um, and it doesn't work. And he goes home, and his parents kick him out of his house for watching porn. And you know, and I think this is something that like is important to understand, which is that the people inside of this world really deeply believe this stuff, right? And and, and like watching porn has real social consequences for them, and it has. You know, and this this has this has has a like a, a profound effect on how these people think. Um, I'm I'm going to read a quote from a Washington Post article. Bayless, who was Long's roommate at Maverick Recovery, a sober living facility in Roswell, Georgia, in 2019 and 2020, in the months between his stay at Hope stays at Hope Quest, said Long felt his very salvation was at stake, as he told his roommate that he was quote living in sin and not walking in the light. He was walking in darkness. So th- this this is how these people like see this stuff, right? Like, like this is this is literally about whether you're it's like very immortal intense. soul. Yeah, yeah. This is about whether yeah, you go no, to like, heaven or they're, hell. They're, they're like, talking about like something extremely existential. Like, it, like it is. And this all seems very silly to people who are not inside it because it is. It's it is it is absurd. But for, for the people involved in it, it is like the totality of the universe. Like it is. It is so big. It's like the biggest thing. It's so important because you're. You're determining what your what you will what your conscious being will exist for for thousands and thousands of years. Like th- like this is what they actually believe. So it's super important. Like it's it is it is worth killing for because it's, yeah. that's that's how important this is. 
Like, it, it, like I think I think there's an extent to which it is more important than life or death because you yeah. dying, like, okay, you die once, you go to your heaven, physical right? death doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Your, this, spiritual, this, your spiritual death, death. is so yeah. much more important. Yeah, and and this, you know, and and you know, we talked about this. Like, it's there, there's those things. There's there's the social consequences. You can get kicked out of your house. You can get kicked out of your church if you keep doing this. Like, th- like these churches will kick you out. Um, and and this, you know. This makes the ideology at work here incredibly powerful and, and provides a, a mixture of this like this this really incredible self-hatred for like falling into sin and giving into temptation. And it also creates a hatred of the temptation itself. And this brings us all the way up to the shooting. Um purity culture purity culture is the key that unlocks, you know, the meaning of Long's words. We we can understand the explanation that the police gave. Which again, like he apparently has an issue, what he considers a sex addiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to go to these places, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. You know, and he, there, there was a uh, at, at at the memorial for for the shooting last year. Um, sex worker organizer Kylin Jong said this: "They hate us so they can hate themselves less," and I think that's that's, that's a really great. Uh, yeah that is a really good analysis yes yeah it's perfect encapsulation of like what's happening here but this is the part of the story where the media just violently and spectacularly fucks up to an act they uh they uh dropped the purity ball you might say yeah i mean it's 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 really horrible they're like what they've essentially done is enact 200 years of racist violence against people who had either literally just survived a mass shooting or who are literally dead and the way they do this is the press reads long talking about sex addiction, addiction, and they immediately assume that the women in these massage parlors have been having sex with him. And they start, there's like this whole hunt that they do to like search for evidence that massage workers were doing like full service sex work based off of, again, the words of a literal racist mass murderer and their own racist preconception that like all Asian women, especially spa workers are also sex workers. Yep. And like, you know, on the one hand, yeah, it's true that this stuff is fueled by horophobia and also like morally who gives a shit what they were doing. But the immediate problem here is that by doing this witch hunt, you are sicking the police on the survivors. Yep, you're putting you're putting survivors in immense legal and physical danger. Yeah, and, and we, we will talk about this more next episode, but like these women have already seen more police violence and police raids than all of the journalists writing about this combined have seen in their entire lives. And if any of these people had bothered to spend five seconds thinking about what purity culture is, they would have realized that Long is from a fanatically puritanical culture. A culture where, for example, a massage given by a woman where the man is like almost entirely naked uh, is something that would absolutely have been considered a sexual service. And like, you know, and, and if you think about this again for like five seconds, right? When he's talking about removing temptation, he he already thinks of all of these women as sex workers. Yes. Because that's that's what he thinks a massage is. He thinks like that 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 that's that's how he thinks about massages. It's yeah, it is it it women are the like women do this and they cause men to sin, right? It's not it has nothing to do with what's going on with the man it is specifically what the woman's doing yeah well and, and, and even then like it doesn't actually like i think i think the, the the important distinction here is that it does not matter when long talks about how this is a place that was giving him temptation and also like like he was giving him temptation and he was like he was going there for his sex addiction like 
it doesn't actually matter to him whether or not any of these women have ever like no exchange money it, for it, sex at all it doesn't matter. it doesn't it doesn't need to be it's sexual at all role. absolutely yeah. not no yeah because these people are fucking like just engulfed in like so totally engulfed in this incredibly like violent and racist and misogynist and horophobic ideology that it just sort of you know like that that's just how they think and i i think that th- this is where we're going to return one final time this episode to race because there there's a mistake that people make thinking about this analytically that prevents them from understanding both what's happening in Atlanta and how sort of capitalist and racist violence happens everywhere, which is that like, okay, so right when this happened, um, like when, when the, when the press conference dropped, you got all, there were a lot of people like, I think Glenn Greenwald did this, like Lee Fang, like there was a whole crew of people who were like, this isn't about Asian racism at all. This is about him like hating sex workers. And Okay, it, it is true that human labor has been transformed into a commodity that can be bought and sold at will. Now, on on a, on a more theoretical level, right? You 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 will see sort of incredibly theory brain people who will talk about how, you know, in in Marx's critique of political economy, right? All labor is abstract and interchangeable. Each each unit of labor time is equivalent, identical, and exchangeable. But here in the massage parlor, this is a deadly simplification. This labor, yep. the labor that is going on here is Asian. It is indelibly stamped with race and ethnicity and nationality and hundreds of years of violence and perception. Um, Ruma S. Pacha, a assistant professor at the Institute of Women's Studies at the University of Georgia, wrote a piece last year called White Supremacy in the Wellness Industry, or Why It Matters That, it, that This Happened at a Spa. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read a passage from it because it's very good. Massage spas, also called salons or parlors, like the one where these crimes took place, are part of a broader industrial complex that capitalizes on the racist belief that Asian people, and Asian women in particular, possess magical, spiritual, and sexual healing abilities. These attitudes belong to an entrenched Orientalist infrastructure in the United States that connects yoga, meditation, and massage to tourism, pleasure, and escape, signaled by the exotic tropical flower in the photo above. And there's a photo of a flower at a parlor. Yeah. You know, and and th- this this labor, the the, the labor of, of of the massage that's happening here, is it it depends almost entirely on a very specific performance of a specific kind of Asian femininity, and you know when this sort of gendered and racialized violence, when when this gendered and racialized labor comes into contact with Long and all of the sort of historical forces that he's bearing, he murders the workers, and. Yeah, I think. Yeah, th- this is the part of the story of the Atlanta shooting that I think, if people know about the Atlanta shooting at all, like this is the part they know about, right? They they know the story of Robert Aaron Long, but there are other stories here, stories that aren't stories that, in large part, are just not about the U.S. at all. Um, there are the stories of the victims, the survivors, and the absolute hell that brought them into the massage parlor in the first place on that horrific night. And those are the stories that we're going to tell in part two. Yeah. Well, that yeah. does it for us today. I, I do want to say I know uh, I know uh, Chris was planning these uh, for the anniversary of uh, the shooting, but uh, they proved to be quite the uh, daunting task to put together. Yeah, so had, yeah. had to get pu- had to get pushed back for a while. So, but uh, but big thanks to you for doing the work to 
uh, read through all of the horrible things. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you, oh boy, to. if in like uh, the other thing I said about this, like yeah, if you, if you think this is bad, wait till part two, which is uh, even more wide spanning and uh, has uh, horrific and disturbing violence in a way that will I don't know reduce media tears multiple times, and yeah, will leave you in existential dread of the condition of this world. Yeah, and I guess. <sighs> Again, there there is there there is ways to combat it, right? Because all of these a lot, a lot of these things are you know problems with like viewpoint and ideas in terms of how we view sex, how we view women, how we view race, um, and there are things that when you see you can interrogate in people, um, especially if you're especially if you're a Christian, if you're if you're going to church, these are things to watch out for and you can push back on. Uh, because it's and doing so can maybe save people's lives because these ideas have a death count. Yeah, and, and I think I think there's another part of this too, which is that you know, I mean, the, the reason we talk about purity culture stuff so much, the reason we talk about the, the mobilizations of of the evangelical right so much, is that they keep producing these movements that you know that that put that put our lives in danger, and. The only way that we can stop this, and this is a thing that we can do, is you have to actually destroy their movement, right? You ha- you have to you have to actually break their power. You have to, you know, you 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 have to find various ways to break the power break the power of these churches, and you have to find ways to break the power of their political movements. And that is not an easy task. But if if, if we want to live in a world, well, I mean, just point blank, if 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 we want to live in a world and not in you know, like four degrees Fahrenheit, like unlivable deathscape. Like we have to deal with these people <laughs> because they are the source of almost every right wing movement that that we're facing, and they have to be crushed before they do this again. Yeah, and they're they're gonna try. I mean, there's yep. and yeah, I think the the biggest thing would would say is like reaching out to people who you know are in this, or if you if you go to church. I think it's your duty as a, a Christian to push back on these things. Yeah. Because I'm I'm not going to bash anyone specifically for whatever religion they have. I, I understand why people have this. I, 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 I can see how they work. Um, you know, I was, was raised in something very similar. Um, but you can, you can still push back of, on the, the type of rhetoric that leads to these things and the type of like, of like objectification and racism that necessitates violence and gets people to be okay with violence um, and pushing back against like Christian apocalyptic uh, worldviews and like the idea yeah, of that too. your, your actions will determine your, you know, the, the, how the, the spiritual quality of your soul and where it's going to reside for all of eternity. Right. All these things are, are ideas that are pretty, pretty like innately dangerous. Um, and there's ways to do religion that don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think that is a good enough place to leave it for today. Because I know yeah. uh, next, part two, we're gonna have some more, more uh, fire wide wide widespread problems. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this this is the naked happened here. You can find us in the social media places at happened here pod. Uh, you can also flee into the woods and flee into the woods but, 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 but before you flee into the woods subscribe to the pod and re- leave a five star review 
Hey. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you tomorrow. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.